Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen, let's dive on into today's topic. Has it ever been hard for you to fully embrace self-love and self-care for yourself? Or have there been times that you were told that self-care was selfish and that you needed to focus on other people before focusing on yourself? Or even better yet, do you not even give yourself the grace to implement a self-care routine for yourself? I'm here to let you know that you are not alone in regards to the self-love principles and how important it truly is to have self-love for yourself. I can tell you a story that I have gone through the journey of self-love and its ups and downs because I was so concerned about being selfless by focusing on everybody else and caring for everybody else and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring out without even giving myself the time, the space, or even the grace to apply self-love to myself. I was so focused on making sure I was meeting the needs of everyone else that I left no time, no energy, no nothing for myself. It maybe even resonate with you that you have given of yourself so much that not only is your cup empty, but you are still scraping at the residue that is left behind at the end of the cup. And then you still continue to give until you break that cup and you now need a new one. That's what we're gonna be talking about today is self-love principles and how we see and view ourselves is an indication of what we can and cannot receive back. Self-love is tapping into who you are and whose you are and making sure that are you okay? Are you refilled, refreshed, and replenished by God through the advocacy of the Holy Spirit to be able to be of service and to give to yourself as well as others? Because it is so easy to think of everyone else because that is what we have been taught. That is what has been ingrained in us. That we have to focus on everyone and everything else besides ourselves. But can I tell you, can I comfort you, can I affirm to you that when we do not take care of ourselves... When we do not love ourselves, when we do not appreciate ourselves, it is going to be difficult to expect that from anyone else. 
let alone receive it from those around us. I know for myself, it took me until I was 40 years old to even embrace self-love principles for myself. Because I was so often told that I was selfish anyway. I only thought of myself. I needed to care for others, be there for others. And then it's whatever's left, that, that's left to me. But in reality, ladies, I can tell you that in doing that, there wasn't anything left for me. It was so bad that it got to the most pivotal point of my life at 40 to realize I didn't even know who that was staring back at me in the mirror. I did not recognize myself. And the reason I didn't recognize myself was because I didn't even know who I even was. What did Amani love and not love? What did Amani value about herself? What did Amani hold true to? What were her morals? What were her values? What were her non-negotiables in her life? And I honestly could not answer any of those questions because I had no earthly idea. And it wasn't until I had a come to Jesus moment with God when he said to me, daughter, you still aren't doing what you should be doing. And of course, I was looking in every corner of the room like, huh, what are you talking to me? I thought I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing. And he said, no, daughter, you're not. He said, first of all, you have made everything more important than me, including yourself, including your job, including your relationships, including being busy for the sake of being busy, including your health conditions. You have made everything bigger than me. And so I cannot move on your behalf because you have boxed me in. And I thought that that was enough. I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I see that. And he's like, but I'm not done. He says, you don't love yourself as I love you, daughter. And every time you keep rejecting yourself, every time you keep speaking negatively over yourself, every time you do things that are not of goodwill to yourself, when your thoughts aren't even towards you in a good state, you are basically also rejecting me, who is your creator. And I don't make mistakes. But by rejecting yourself every single day, you are basically telling me and everyone else that I am a lie. And that is simply not true. I don't know if anyone else has had a toe-crunching moment like that that just shocks you back into reality, but that was a big one for me. And the reason why, he was completely right on all aspects. I had checked out on life since the journey of autoimmunity began for me. I didn't see the possibility of having much of a life when I hadn't even been guided or shown how to live life dealing with autoimmunity. 
With every diagnosis, I felt that that was it. It must be the end. I dreaded sometimes waking up the next day, still dealing with everything I was dealing with. Instead of being open to the possibilities that there was more that can be done. That I can live an abundant life, even with the present limitations. And it has taken constant inner work every single day. To stay on course, to stay on par, to be intentional with how I view, perceive, and act myself. So I want to share with you three keys in regards to self-love principles. Key number one is acknowledge your inner critic. So often we ignore our inner critic. We argue with our inner critic. We negate our inner critic, but we sometimes even act like it doesn't even exist. But it's still there. And I don't know about you, but the more I try to ignore it, the louder it got. I mean, really? Can it go sit down somewhere? No, it cannot. Because your inner critic is just who you were at your most innocent in your childhood, in your life, that is trying to protect you from what it perceives as ooh-ooh, negativity, ooh-ooh, danger, when in reality, it's not. So when you actually acknowledge your inner critic, when you are aware of your inner critic and you actually have a sit-down moment with it, You are able to reclaim the power from it and help it to know its role in your life. Because you know it's well-intentioned and trying to protect you from what it perceives as a bad thing. But sometimes we have to just talk to our inner critic head on and say, hey, I appreciate you. I know what you're trying to do. But it is okay. We got it from here. You don't have to protect me right now. And as you acknowledge your inner critic, as you become aware of when those negative thoughts and emotions start to fester and bubble up and you actually deal with them and approach them head on, it decreases the power in the imprint that it places on your life at that moment. It brings about a sense of peace to you when you are aware of where truly those inner thoughts of your inner critic are coming from. The second key is to reflect on tough emotions. We are naturally emotive people and so we react so quickly based off of what we're feeling. But if we would take the time to pause, stop, and reflect, to assess what we're feeling and why we're feeling it, we help to reduce the opportunity of saying or doing something that we will regret later, that will cause harm to ourselves or someone else. When we take that time to reflect on what we're feeling, we get to assess and analyze 
Are we making a bigger deal out of nothing? Are we taking the situation or what was said more seriously than it needs to be? Are we blowing it out of proportion? And so it gives us the opportunity to really understand and get a good foothold on why we feel what we feel before they completely get out of hand. And we have to do way more damage control than is needed. The final key is to rest in the present. So often we are looking backwards at everything that's happened in our past, every situation, every circumstance, every issue, every obstacle, every hindrance, every experience. And we're just thinking on all what didn't go right, where we fell short, and we shame ourselves by staying transfixed in our past. That we can't even begin to embrace or even see a future for ourselves. Especially a future that is bright, full of joy, full of peace, full of happiness, full of abundance, full of contentment. Because we're steadily looking behind us at what could have been, should have been, may have been, would have been. That we are not even able to just be still in the now. To even live in the present moment. Which is a gift from God because time is a present for us to enjoy in the present. But so often we are focused on what didn't happen. We're focused on multitasking with what we're doing right now. That we are fully not investing the time to be intentional and in alignment with where God is taking us. So we can't even have hope for or even expect anything greater. Because we are focusing so much on where we have been. Not understanding that everything that we endure, everything we end up overcoming and become victorious in every situation that we have dealt with. That we are a greater version of ourselves every single time God brings us through and out to the other side to another breakthrough. You are not who you were. Two months ago, you were not who you were two years ago, two decades ago, even two days ago. You are becoming a better you each and every day. And loving on yourself is not something that has to be earned. It's not something you have to work hard for. It's not something that it just appears when it feels like it. It is something that we have to work on on ourselves every single day and as we are intentional to take the time to work on ourselves not only are we able to give love freely to others but we're going to be able to also receive that love in kind because we will love who we are 
we will cherish who we are. We will value who we are. And then we are setting a greater example to those in our lives and those we are yet to meet of how we should be treated. Because they're seeing exactly how we treat ourselves. And then they respond to that. So when we aren't treating ourselves well, they're not going to treat us well. But when we take the time to love on ourselves, to care for ourselves, to nurture ourselves, so that we get refilled, refueled, and replenished by God every single day, we can definitely be of service in our most excellent of ways. I hope that from today's episode, it gives you a moment of reflection and something to ponder on. And to ask yourself, are you applying these self-love principles for yourself? And if not, which one do you need to work on? I thank you so much for taking the opportunity to listen to this week's podcast. I hope that it was a blessing to you. And I hope you continue to soar and shine in everything that you do. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.